You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show, where the poll questions have taken a turn since the departure of McLovin. Which would be worse, peeing your pants on the sidelines and then having to play the rest of the game 90 plus degrees or 30 or lower degrees? You know, I can't ask a tough question occasionally. One is swampy, the other's freezing. Yeah. I'd rather be swampy than frozen. Yes, he'd. The problem with the cold weather is you're going to be cold. Then you're going to get about 20 seconds of warmth that you're like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> and then it's frozen. That is terrible. Did you ever urinate in your uniform? Oh, yeah, pretty much every game. From the pee in the pants to the ball in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City! We're covering every aspect of the NFL playoffs. As a tribute to the listeners of this program. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. I'm drained, but I'll be ready for tonight. Got one more football game. Cardinals, Rams, good nap this afternoon. I'll be ready. Monday night football, playoff action. Bengals will be at the Titans. The Niners at the Packers. The winner of the Rams-Cardinals will be at the Buccaneers. And the Bills will be at the Chiefs. We spent a lot of time first hour talking about the ending for the Dallas Cowboys. They were one of the NFL's most talented teams this year. They were the most penalized team this year. This is a team that averaged over 30 points per game. And the defense was loaded with playmakers. But the talented Cowboys once again disappointed. The Niners surprising Dallas. Not a big surprise because Dallas was only favored by three. But the loss ends their best season since Dak and Zeke were drafted in 2016. But the playoff loss may do more than just send Dallas into an early offseason. I don't know if Jerry Jones famously is not quick on the the finger to fire coaches, Um, but Mike McCarthy, does Mike McCarthy have a firm ground to stand on? Would he elevate Kellen Moore so he doesn't lose his offensive coordinator? Cowboys also have question marks. Uh, you know, Zeke Elliott, he's due $10 million next year, and he's probably not the best back on the team. Cowboys got talent. Their talent is usually overrated because they're the Cowboys, but it'll be an interesting offseason for America's team. And losing yesterday the way they lost, that leads us to our poll question. Which loss did you enjoy more, Patriots or Cowboys? Yes, that's a poly uh, special, a snark-filled. Yes, Paul? Not, uh, that was not nice at all. Way too soon for I that. I know. 65% enjoyed the Cowboys' loss more. Yeah, I figured. Uh, I, we have a, a second-hour poll question. We already have results in. Who is to blame for the Cowboys' loss to the Niners? You can only pick one. All right. The officials, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, called to play, or Mike McCarthy, who oversaw the whole shebang-bang? Well, they didn't lose just because of the last play. That's why I'm going to put it on Mike McCarthy to start with. You and 67 other people, percent of the nation, agree. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, 67%. Dak Prescott, 28%. Yes, Dak didn't have a good game. 
and Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator, the officials, if half of your 14 penalties are pre-snap penalties, I'm not putting this on the officials. And, and you know, stop blaming. You know, cowboy fans, cowboys themselves, they want to blame somebody else. You got to look inward here. Because that's the only, that's the only uh, uh, way you're going to find answers here. Bengals over the Raiders. Uh, if we look at the teams that lost this weekend, you know, uh, I look at the Raiders and I think they had a good year considering that they had a really bad year. You know, you lose your coach, a couple of your players, uh, you know, one is in prison, uh, Henry Ruggs. Um, they they could have won the game or they could have sent it into overtime. And it feels like they got their running back, got their tight end. And I, I like Derek Carr. And I think they've got a couple of defensive players. Crosby's really fun to watch. You know, maybe Derek Carr is in the Hall of Good, but, you know, he he seems like he is still capable of producing a big play. And they'll probably stick with him. The Patriots, okay, the Bills didn't have a field goal attempt. They didn't have a punt. They didn't have a turnover. That's never happened in the history of the NFL. Patriots have a quarterback. I don't think they have the quarterback. Bucks over the Eagles. I think it was a good year for the Eagles. At closer look, you realize they were propped up by a schedule that they benefited from greatly. They didn't, they didn't beat anybody good. They didn't face a, an elite quarterback. Um, the Steelers, say hello to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They didn't have a chance against the Steelers or uh, against the Chiefs. But I'm curious. Can we ask our stats guys the quickest five touchdown, fastest five touchdowns scored in a playoff game? Because I'm going to guess Kansas City has that record now after last night. I think in a span of a little over 10 minutes, they scored five touchdowns to uh, blow that game wide open. But if you're looking at the playoff teams and what's the offseason going to be looking like, the Steelers have to obviously find their quarterback. Do you draft one? Do you sign a free agent? Do you trade for one? Cowboys in the offseason, I guess you start with Mike McCarthy. Are you keeping him? And if you are, you're probably going to lose at least one of your coordinators, Dan Quinn or, and or Kellen Moore. You got Micah Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Those are those are impactful players. But it feels like every year we say, you know, Dallas has got talent. You got wide receivers, tight end, running backs. But you can't be sacked five times with a four man rush. You're the Dallas Cowboys. That can't happen, and that happened. Cardinals at the Rams coming up tonight with the winner going to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We uh, say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. We'll check in with the Patriots coming up. Tom Curran, who covers them. I'll ask him if the Patriots have their quarterback or just a quarterback. Here is uh, Bill Belichick. He was very uh, minimal in things he had to say after the game. Congratulate Buffalo on the win tonight. They did a great job. We just couldn't keep up with them tonight. Just couldn't do much anything. That's his opening statement. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, usually you get that elaborate opening statement, and it, it's, it, it's kind of a state of the union for our team in the season, offseason, the opponent you faced, and then you got five seconds worth there. Yeah, Paul. Coach, going back to what you said in your opening statement, uh, <laughs> can you imagine that was the follow-up? I wanted to start expound on that a little bit. Uh, front row is here. Uh, Todd is zooming in from home. He's still quarantined, but that didn't stop him from giving us a limerick. By the way, how do you feel? I feel okay. A little bit of a cough, stuffed nose, a uh, little uh, just, you know, aches, nothing terrible. feels like I got a regular cold. Okay. Uh, you want to give us a limerick? I'd like to. Okay. Feeling sort of doom and gloom, I stayed inside my room. Why was I losing my groove? A home test would prove, yep, COVID. So now, stuck on Zoom. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Do groove and Zoom, Ryan. It's, it's, it, Let it go? Right. You know, if Eminem was doing this, he would somehow make that work. But groove and prove rhyme, the third and fourth line. Got right. it. Yeah. I got it. Broom and Zoom. Okay. Yeah. A-A-B-B-A. A-A-B-B-A. Oh, okay. A-A-B-B-A. I thought it was, I had groove and prove in the third and fourth one. Is Todd staying in one room, like, the whole time? Or you, you, is, like, the office, are you sleeping in there? When I venture out, I have my mask on because I'm the only one of the family. Well, my wife's the only one of the family that has still tested negative. So we're trying to save her from uh, joining our son and daughter and myself with the uh, positive test. Has but she moved out? For the most out? part, I try to stay in my room. She has not, but she considered moving out long ago, way before there was a <laughs> pandemic. Okay, all right. Like that line. That was a good line. Yeah, it's decent. How about you let others pat you on the back? <laughs> oh, that doesn't wow, sound good. Oh, that, that didn't sound good at all. That was a little throaty. You know? <laughs> it's like alien. A little throaty. That's, that's not good. Yeah, it's kind of antibody situation. All right. Well, we, uh, we hope to have you in later this week. I hope to be back as soon as possible. All right, phone calls are always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. Al in Atlanta's back. Hi, Al. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Best of the weekend. My little sister and her family came to visit, and we had a pizza extravaganza last night. I actually ate an apple and anchovy pizza. It made me rethink my whole rule about fruit and fish on pizza. Worst of the weekend, due to the circumstances in the Bills-Patriots game and a bet I had with my nephew, I had to root for the Patriots, Dan. It was the worst feeling ever. Thank you, Al. Well, at least his worst wasn't the Falcons, since they're not in the postseason. Uh, Jeremy in Texas. Hey, Jeremy, best and worst of the weekend. Morning, guys. So my worst of the weekend is definitely my Dallas Cowboys just going down the drain. But at the same time, my best of the weekend is the Dallas, my Dallas Cowboys losing. It's the best thing that could have happened to them. They looked absolutely horrendous. It was a total clown show. Mike McCarthy's play calling, or Mike McCarthy's just game management as a whole. Dak Prescott not running. Tony Pollard not even being a factor in the game. Zeke trying to do his thing, but the defense was too fast for Zeke. You know, Zeke's a power guy, not a speed guy. Tony Pollard was there. Just everything in general. Dak's scrambling ability is no longer existent. It used to be pro- prolific. Blech. I can't even talk. I'm so mad. But yeah, Dak used to be able to run. He hadn't been able to do that since then. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. I think they need to really take a good, hard look at themselves as a whole and definitely as a coaching organization. You know, Mike McCarthy's been riding Dan Quinn's defense all year long. Look at the games they won and look at the defense. This is why they won. Not because of Mike McCarthy and really not too much because of the offense. All right. Well, That's thank all you. I got to say. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. 
you know, this is where Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. He's getting all this credit, you know, for running the Dallas offense and is he uh, the next head coach somewhere in the NFL. And he'll probably be a head coach in the NFL. But I can't put all of this on Mike McCarthy. Like, some of the blame has to be on Kellen Moore. He's the offensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy does, and Mike McCarthy's known as an offensive-minded head coach. I thought Dan Quinn, as a result of that Dallas defense, is going to get a head coaching job again. Yes, Heaton. But you've just been waiting for that Mike McCarthy uh, clock management storyline to play out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been sort of hanging over the Cowboys all year, and man, did that strike at the worst time. Yep, yep. And I thought Kyle Shanahan had a great game plan. And uh, that defense... Although it wasn't great, it was just good enough. But you're missing a couple of your star players. But it just feels like the Niners, you're, they're like Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, we just win. Not always pretty. And you're not looking. When's the last time you said, man, did you see Garoppolo's stats? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't do that. I don't even know what he was yesterday. But usually he's 12 for 19 for 184 yards. That's like... That's like his standard. You know, it's like it's never enough. I just saw this uh, this tweet. Uh, is it uh, Ben Spiegel? Do we know uh, who this is, Todd? He covers the uh, covers sports for the New York Times. I'm not sure on the pronunciation of the last Spiegel? name. Since AT&T Stadium opened in 2009, the Cowboys have won as many playoff games there as Alabama. <laughs> Another clumsy finish left Jerry Jones as disappointed as he's ever felt after a loss. That's stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. And then you have the punt hit the jumbotron. <laughs> like it was just one of those where you go, oh, I don't think this is their day. Yes, Eden. That's a sort of a preview of my best of the. Oh. Best of the weekend. Okay. Spending all that money on a new stadium just to have your receivers blinded by the sun because apparently that hadn't been thought out. Another thing. Like, you... (laughs) you, Fellas, we're going to build this stadium here, right? We're going to build it east and west. East and west. You're going to love this. Hey, we got sunrise and we got sunset. Now, boss, can we cover up the south end or the east end of the end zone or the west end of the end zone? Maybe with like a tarpon. No, I want glass. Glass reflects. Oh, I, I, it didn't dawn on me as I'm watching. I go, you build a stadium that has sunrise and sunset. The problem is, is when you're going into the sunset, that sun is right in your eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Paul. And CBS did a good job. They had their cameraman on the field stand at one end and yeah. shoot it, and it just washed out the whole camera. It's like being on a highway, you know, when the sun's in front of you. You're like, oh, I can't see a thing. <laughs> it's a wild scene. Oh. How do you build that and not have some type of meeting where you're like, you know, we're going east-west, fellas? I, I don't know. I don't know how often this happens. Even when they had the old stadium and, the, you know, they had the opening so God could look at the Cowboys, you'd have these shadows that had to be, you know, <laughs> they had to be disconcerting. And then you have that where it's just, you know, you got guys who probably needed sunglasses out there. And uh, the entire uh, Cowboys offense has sunglasses on. Yes, Paul. Hey, let's put a jumbotron that hangs from the ceiling way, way down. Should we have a punter test it out to see if we can hit it? No, no, let's just build it. Let's just build it. You've had punters hit it before. Yeah. Um, but 
You know, in, in when you're in that stadium, you watch the game and then you immediately look up at the jumbotron, or vice versa. But you you they want it so you can see the action, but then not crane your neck to look all the way up. And it is omnipresent. Like you go in that stadium, first thing you see is like, damn, that is a big jumbotron there. More phone calls coming up. Check in with the Patriots. Do they have their quarterback in Mac Jones? Also, was this a good year for the Patriots? More phone calls. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. couple more phone calls best and worst of the weekend we will give you our best and worst of the weekend rams three and a half point favorites coming up tonight the winner gets the tampa bay buccaneers in tampa brandon in new york brandon best and worst of the weekend hey dan thanks so much for taking my call sure uh listen a little context i'm a lifelong bills fan 41 years old i was a 10 year old crying in my grandparents couch at super bowl 25 as we lost to our nemesis, Bill Belichick, as he was uh, leading the defense in the New York Giants. And so it's been 30 years of tyranny under Coach Belichick. So my best, I mean, I could mention all the records that Josh Allen accomplished. I could mention Bill's Mafia coming to play and confusing the rookie Mac Jones. But the best was every single cutaway to Bill Belichick after every single touchdown. I mean, Josh was still throwing bombs when we were up 20 years. It was 30 years of pent-up therapeutic anger satisfied at seven touchdowns and seven possessions, man. It was awesome. Which leads me to the worst. My worst of the weekend was this. The game ended, and we couldn't score any more points. So, let's go. Bring on KC. Go Bills, man. All right. Congratulations, Brandon. I heard from a few Bengal fans, guys I grew up with. Uh, Two of the guys were at the game. You know, they were, uh, you know, they sent me video and their voices are like this. And, you know, they were crying and, you know, they they were drunk too. But it was just, you know, that you forget what it's like to live in in that city. And when you have failure, like it never leaves you. Like, it's always there. It lingers. You move on to a new season, but it still lingers. That you, Bengals had two of the more competitive losses in Super Bowl history. They lost to the 49ers both times. And there are times when it feels like the organization was headed south in a hurry. And, but then there was hope. 
you would you would get these pockets of hope. Kenny Anderson was a great quarterback. You could make the argument a Hall of Fame quarterback. Boomer Siason won a league MVP. Carson Palmer was there. They've had moments, and now you get Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, it, I mean, you know, when you watch him, there is a sense of he's been doing this a long time. Did you see his sunglasses that he had on post game? Those are winter sunglasses. That you can't walk in if you lost. Nope. But I thought, all right, all right, Joe, you go, Joe. I, I, you're going to win? I'd wear that. That'll send a message to the Titans right there. Like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Paul. I'm having a tough time, though, because I don't have a dog in the fight. Do I root for the Bengals or Bills to make it to the Super Bowl? There's a lot of just struggles in the past, different types of struggles. Well, Bills. how about you root for both of them next weekend? Right. And then you'll have that decision to make after that. It's a toughie. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tom E. Curran covers the Patriots. Uh, He's uh, a frequent guest on the program. Patriots insider for NBC Sports in Boston. I saw on social media where Tom was going into Dunkin' Donuts and he locked his car. The car was running and and he had a dog in in the uh, car, went in to get his coffee and came out, didn't realize that he had locked the doors. And his spare keys, I think, were in the car. (laughs) So... Everybody's looking at him like you you locked yourself out of your car. There's a dog in there. <sighs> Tom, you, you you don't have your spare keys in the car. And you don't have your spare set of keys in the car as well. Yes. So, <laughs> that if your house just a mile away needs to be beckoned, they can bring you the spare set. When did you know you were in trouble when you uh, locked locked the keys in and the dog was in the car? When I went to open the door. Oh. And it, well, I think I might have seen that the button was down a little bit. Oh, boy. And then you just clicked, okay, keys in car, car running. <laughs> and dog just sitting there like this. <laughs> Wait, you you can't have the car running in the first place. You live in the mean streets of Connecticut. I know, I, uh, but are you worried somebody is is going to break into your car? And, and no, I mean it's the Dunkin' Donuts. It's not. It wasn't far. It's like right. Okay. I was parked against I the window. I know. I'm just. I don't know how hard it is to press the button and turn it off, and then press the button to turn it back on. <laughs> Oh, and and that feeling when you're looking inside, you got your coffee and your dog is going, hey, come on, let's go. And uh, everybody's looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. And then when when the key guy comes, because, you know, (laughs) those guys are constantly experiencing the morons of life. And they come like, you don't have a spare set? No, it's in there. Okay. Keep your head up. Uh how did you think this game was going to play out? I thought it was going to be a convincing Buffalo win, Dan. They're a better team. I think that certainly in the second matchup, if you remember Tim Graham from The Athletic and a few other reporters quoted Josh Allen leaving the field at Gillette Stadium saying, who the fudge did they think I was? 
<laughs> meaning they didn't take him seriously enough and they haven't really taken him seriously enough. And I think the bills had that edge to them where, look, the Patriots are plus three out of four. They're not as good as us. What are we doing here? We're going to steamroll these guys. So I said it had 27 uh, to 13. Was this a good year for the Patriots? It was a good year. It was a good year because they found some things, especially the quarterback position. Um, they got some improvement from some key players, but it was a horrendously disappointing finish. I mean, they ascended to the number one seed. Remember, we, I wrote a, hey, why not us? Call them. Maybe the <laughs> Patriots and the Bucks will meet in the Super Bowl. Um, why not them? Because they're not really that great. You know, the only teams that they beat were either completely diminished by injury, Tennessee, um, for example, or overmatched the Jets. I mean, they outscored the Jets. Um, Jaguars and they put up 45 in the Browns by like 136 to 20. So that's a lot of what inflated those numbers where people are saying Patriots have one of the best offenses in the NFL. No, they don't. They're just track meet against bad teams. You think you have your quarterback? They have a quarterback, Dan. They have a quarterback. I don't know if he's the quarterback, but he will be the quarterback for five years, certainly. Um, and they're going to have to figure a way to, to build around him. I think that's what's interesting about this. You, you watch, you know, Mahomes or Josh Allen or to throw in Aaron Rodgers, you know, as a mobile guy or Olivier Jackson or Justin Herbert. They bring that dimension to it. You know, Herbert's not only fast, but he's got a weapon. Same thing as Allen. Mac Jones isn't very mobile, and he's challenged in terms of arm strength compared to the rest of the league. So you better put some players around him and have a defense that's not going to let up a touchdown every single drive to the main competition in your division. So it's not going to be as much in my estimation in, uh, about Mac Jones as it's going to be about how well do the Patriots finally figure out how to draft at the receiver position. I like him. I don't love Mac Jones because yep. I think the the ceiling for him is limited. He can be he can be good, but it's almost got to be a system that makes him better than what he really is because that's throwing people open. Um I don't know if he had, you know, maybe he uh, has that internal clock that Brady had and you know what you're doing when you're supposed to, like all of those intangibles. I'd still like to have some tangibles with my quarterback here. And I don't know how many tangibles I have with Mac Jones. Yeah, it's kind of a deadly combination. If you're not mobile and your arm's not that strong, that's going to ask a lot of your brain. It's going to ask a lot of your aptitude, and it's going to ask a lot of your accuracy. Fortunately, he checks those boxes, but he has to improve his arm strength. I mean, you can see it. It's palpable. Yeah. Uh, you know, on some of the throws to the outside, you know, on the downfield throw to Aguilar, I, I didn't hate it, the one that got picked by Micah Hyde. But people weren't wrong when saying if it was three feet further out in front of him, then it's either his catch, Aguilar's, or nobody's. We're talking to uh, Tom Kern. Looks like you're an extra in the departed. Um, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. You look I know. It's coming to that time of year, though. I mean, once the season ends, all bets are off. You really look something hot. The uh, Patriots insider for uh, NBC Sports Boston. Um, we just assume that 
Belichick's going to continue to coach, right? He said that that is what he expects to do yesterday on his season-ending conference call. So, yeah, he'll be back. And he turns 70 in a couple of months. Turns 70 in April. Okay. I mean, the Patriots, it's interesting because, you know, the Patriots over the last three years have, in 2019, the last year of Brady, got whisked out at home by the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs with Cam Newton at quarterback. No real plan in place for the quarterback position. Then they went on, you know, a record spending spree this offseason. They found a quarterback. They found a, a running back in the draft in Stevenson and a good defensive lineman in Barmore. But in the end, their free agent acquisitions, Judon was good for three quarters of the year. Kendrick Bourne was good all year. Aguilar wasn't good. John o. Smith was non-existent and Hunter Henry was good. There's a few other guys they picked up too, Jalen Mills, but in the final analysis, it wasn't an A shopping spree by Bill. It was probably a B or a B minus, but the team's been renovated a bit, but you still look at it and say, it's three years of declining returns. Do you, is there a point at which Robert Kraft says, you know what? I don't know who my defensive coordinator is. We can't stop the best team in the division. I wonder if Robert Kraft ever scrutinizes the option of maybe maybe we need a reboot too. Handicap the AFC playoff picture now. Uh, if I gave you Buffalo or the field. I would take uh, the field because I think the Kansas City defensively can really be swarming. And again, I mean – Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw it, you know, to the water from the end of the dock at this juncture. However, I think if you look at what Kansas City has done in so many big games, I think they can they can run with a lot of teams defensively. And certainly the way they exploded against a good Pittsburgh defense. See, the Patriots aren't a good defense, so don't 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 get it twisted on what you saw Saturday night. It's always great to talk to you, Tom. This was a nice visit. This was really buttoned down. Good start to the week. I hope everybody enjoys it. Well, you get to still root for your boyfriend, Tom, in the playoffs. So everything's okay. I know. Yep. I know. Yep. Tommy, actually. Oh, Tom. Tom. Tommy. You're going to buy some of those uh, Brady uh, sweatshirts that he's selling? I got it on sale. I got the T-shirt for 45 I like it. Hot. <laughs> Very hot. See the Thank prices? You. Thank you, Tom. Did Thank you see the prices, Dan? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Eye popping. <laughs> But you know what happens? Sometimes you just raise the price because then it makes it seem like, oh, my God, I got to have that. Like, of course, I want a, you know, a $200 sweatshirt that just says Brady across it. That happens to you? Yeah. Well, but not me, but I still think Belichick needs to have a clothing line where it's ripped, you know, like they have distressed looks. He has distress written all over him. And you then... Know and then maybe you have like a $25 sweatshirt. Like like he goes low end to try to you know cut out Brady's knees. Dan, this has been my idea for him. It's pre-cameo. I've had this idea for 15 years. It's called Bellagrams. He just leaves voicemails for people. <laughs> hey, it's Bill. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, happy birthday. The people would pay $30,000 for that. <laughs> Bellagrams. Mark it down. Thanks, Tom. See you, bud. Bye, buddy. Have a great week. Tom Curran.
Yeah, I don't know if you would pay a lot for you know a Bill Belichick message there. I think the Bill Belichick clothing line, you know, people buy distressed furniture all the time. Jeans, distressed jeans. Like imagine I remember growing up, I couldn't get another pair of jeans. I had to wear the ones I had, and they had holes all over them. Now, you know, 40 years later, you go, uh, people are going to pay good money for a pair of jeans like that. Those are distressed. My kids saw me with a pair of jeans on that I wore to high school. And uh, they said, oh, you had distressed <laughs> jeans. I go, no, no. They're just called old. My family was distressed. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Make sure that you sign up, danpatrick.com. Chance to win that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van that Seton will be taking cross-country. You guys uh, lock your keys in your car before, Paulie? I was in Rhode Island getting at the DMV getting plates for a car. This is about two years ago. I'm so embarrassed by this, I don't think I even told you guys. It's almost two hours from my house in Connecticut. And I go get the plates. I open the trunk. I put my wallet and keys down in the trunk. <laughs> and I've got like a screwdriver, and I'm just putting the plates on. Takes a minute. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, beautiful. I got fresh plates. Da, da, da. And I closed it. As it's about an inch from being closed, my eyes make contact with the keys and the wallet, and it closes and locks. This BMW, it, it was like an old BMW convertible. You couldn't get it open. I had a locksmith come out. He tried everything. He was there for an hour and a half trying. I've got my phone on me. And I go, well, I, I guess I'm just going to break the window. I call my wife and tell her. She goes, don't break the window. That's dumb. She had to drive up on a school night, on a work night, at 8 o'clock at night from our house, two hours. Wow. It's still a topic. I, re a topic. I remember I locked my keys in, and as I'm closing the door, I put my fingers in the door and I slammed the car door on my fingers <laughs> so I wouldn't lock my keys in. And uh, it was a, uh, a, a kick save and a beauty. But, but it, you know, of course, I mangled my hands in the process, but I didn't lock my keys in the car. Yes, yeah, I locked my keys in the car at the church during my wedding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> topper. <laughs> I got, wait, I got to the, I pulled up to the church. I was driving like a blue Passat at the time. And I looked at some of the other cars and they were all really nice. And then I looked at mine and I didn't get it washed. And I was like, oh, damn it. Why didn't I get my car washed? And I was like, man, I'm not, I didn't really think that through. And then I looked, I'm, the door of my, the driver's side door was open. And for some reason, I threw my keys down on the seat and closed the door. <laughs> and I was like, why the hell did I just do that? <laughs> why did I just... What the hell am I doing? And I just, I didn't even think about the door being locked. How about you, Todd? I did. I was in the parking lot of a gym in Santa Monica and much like you, but I didn't stick my fingers in to try to save it. I closed the door and realized as the door is closing behind me that the keys were sitting there inside. Didn't have any spare. A few hours later, my roommate came and he had a hanger or some kind of way to pop it open for me. But that was, uh, that was a mess. I've done that before where you have somebody go in with a hanger because I never had expensive cars growing up. So it was pretty easy to get in and break into it. I don't even know why I would lock one, you know, the cars that I had growing up. It was like, if you steal it, I might make some money off of this. All right. When we come back, more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. But Seton somehow offended the Michigan Wolverine fan base. <laughs> 
Like I like there's people that are angry at Seton. And I kept thinking, <laughs> I hope it's a good reason why Rich Eisen and Charles Woodson are upset with you. And then I found out, yeah, I guess there is a good reason for them. We'll have that for you coming up. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I asked this question uh, first hour of the show. Most touchdowns scored in a 12-minute span of game time in a postseason game since 2000. Chiefs and Steelers, the Chiefs had five touchdowns in 11 minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds. Jeez. <laughs> the Patriots in 2012 had four touchdowns in just under 11 minutes. The Packers in 2010 had four touchdowns in a little over 11 minutes. And the Chiefs against the Texans, they scored four touchdowns. That was in 2020 in 11.41. You had five touchdowns in 11 minutes and 31 seconds last night. Yeah, Paul. If you go back to that one two years ago, Chiefs-Texans, that was the playoff game. Mm. Uh, the Texans were up 21-0 when that next four touchdowns. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Seton O'Connor was trending in Michigan over the weekend, and I kept thinking, what did he do now? Got Rich Eisen and Charles Woodson. They're upset with Seton. <laughs> it was like, I hope you got a good story. And he goes, I, I think I do. Uh, what was the basis for the tweet? Well, the, the Bills had just absolutely demolished the Patriots, right. uh, which was unbelievable to watch. And then I noticed in the post-game interviews, and actually people all over Twitter were commenting on it too, that they were playing We Are the Champions uh, right after the Bills had won. It's like, man, that's a little premature. You know, like you have to think bigger. You should be looking at the Super Bowl, not just beating the Patriots. Okay. So I tweeted something like, the Bills are like Michigan. They beat their Ohio State, and now nothing else in the playoffs matters. <laughs> Which okay. people did not appreciate, apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. But I don't really, you know, so yeah, then I got like, Rich Eisen is like, dude, what are you, the hot take guy? Are you taking over for Perloff? Or <laughs> Charles Woodson is like, I hope you played in the rivalry. And I'm like, I just, did Charles Woodson really just go like, I played, you didn't to wow. me? <laughs> wow. And then I can't, you know, I woke up the next morning and I couldn't, I still didn't really understand why Michigan fans were so upset. If anything, Buffalo should be upset at what I just said. But Michigan, uh... You have the tweet? Yeah, yeah. Seton said, Buffalo Bills are like Michigan. Beating their Ohio State is enough. rest of the playoffs don't matter for them. But are you a little sensitive (laughs) because they roughed up your Patriots? No, I was just, look, I made peace with that early where I was like, wow, this is really going sideways. So I was, by the halftime, but by half, I was good. I was like, I don't really care. Um, But there was something about playing We Are the Champions after that that I thought, man, you know, you guys have more games left. You need to be thinking bigger picture. Like Buffalo at this point should be thinking about more than just beating the Patriots. Yeah, I'm sure they do with Kansas City Chiefs next on the uh, agenda. Yeah, Paul? There's certain teams. If you go back to that 04 um, uh, Red Sox team, when they got past the Yankees, that felt like, the at the moment, that felt like the World Series. Go back to the Bulls getting past the Detroit Pistons in the early 90s. That felt like a bigger deal than it was in retrospect. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, look at you, Seton. It's, a, it's one of the best fight songs in history. 
You're a flamethrower today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best and worst of the weekend. Let's uh, start with uh, Back Row Boy, Todd. Back Row Boy. Yeah. My best of the weekend. Bungles no more. It took 31 years and several one-and-done playoff appearances. Who Day Nation rejoiced Cincinnati advancing to the divisional playoffs. It was very cool to see that. And uh, knocking out the Raiders was nice. Worst of the weekend. Patriots defense in Buffalo. 47 points. Josh Allen, five touchdown passes to only four incompletions. Buffalo never punting. Not good. Seton O'Connor, best and worst. Well, it's, uh, I don't know if making Michigan fans was my best or worst. but <laughs> uh, uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Man, I don't know what. If you got to pay them each a billion dollars, you need to keep those two together. They are damn good. That's my best of the oh, weekend. Oh, okay. My worst of the weekend was the uh, the sun topic that we hit earlier. <laughs> I don't know how you spend that much money on a stadium only to have your own receivers blinded. And maybe there's you know some designer, somebody who's got a degree in architecture that can tell me why you have the stadium go east-west instead of north-south. It's not even good feng shui. <laughs> Just saying. <that's... laughs> but uh, you're watching and you're going... Oh. No, I want it to be <laughs> east and west. You can have sunrise and sunset. Jerry, it's uh, the guys down at the site said this is a bad idea. I don't care. It's east and west. Paulie, best and worst. Uh, Micah Hyde of the Bills. That's one of the best, best interceptions I've ever seen, plus in that situation. I think uh, the Bills were up 7-0, and New England was going in for a touchdown, and over-the-shoulder catch, the unbelievable play. Um, the other best of the weekend was, or maybe the worst, uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They had the um, Bucks Eagles game. Mm-hmm. They did not put Troy on the Cowboys game, and uh, Troy commented on it this weekend. That game coming up, which is on CBS, which is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We saw San Francisco with that overtime win in L.A. last weekend. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I mean, a really good game. I think there's a lot of people that like to be calling that game. <laughs> He's not even hinting at it. No, he was. You got the odds for next week? Yeah, the early odds. I got um, Titans three and a half point favorite at home versus the Bengals. Mm. I got uh, Packers five and a half point favorite versus the Niners at home. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers are favorite over TBD, and they're going to be favorite over no matter who they play as yeah. of right now. And the Chiefs are only a two point favorite hosting the Bills. All right. Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Uh, Morgan in Maryland joins us. Morgan, good morning. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. How are you? Great, Morgan. Awesome. So, uh, best of the weekend, definitely Josh Allen and the Bills just steamrolling over Mac Jones and the Patriots. Worst of the weekend, uh, we had people over on Saturday for football, and it was also uh, my husband's birthday. And, you know, we're all having fun, you know, drinking beers, watching football, and one of our friends looks at my son, and he goes, wow, he's got a Mark Davis haircut. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to be mad, but now, and he's, and he's only 16 months old, so he hasn't even had his first haircut, so, but now that I see it, I can't unsee it, man. Like, he absolutely does, and it's even, it's growing in like that. Can you send us I, a I picture, send, Morgan? Yes, I'll send you a side-by-side. It's, it's, it's okay. perfect. Yes, <laughs> send can, that. But I will. Marvin will uh, get but, your, your information and, and make sure you send that to us. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll display it on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Yes, Paul. Can you say to the mom of a kid that the kid's got a mom, Mark Davis haircut? <laughs> That's a toughie. That's not a compliment. Can you do it when they're 
under two years of age where it's like playful. If you say it and, you know, you, the kid's like eight. Baby hadn't even had his first haircut. He's got a Mark Davis haircut. Carson Palmer joins us coming up.